Bienvenidos and welcome, everyone. I am Lauren Hutton, and you already knew that. Welcome to Lauren's Podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I apologize for not giving you an episode last week, but let's be honest, I don't really care that much. Uh, and if that hasn't become very obvious by you listening for the last, you know, I don't know, eight months. Yeah, we put these out spotty and whenever I feel like it. That's how we do it. And uh, once again, I got a whole live person on the phone right now. The incomparable Alex Leeds. Alex, how are you today, bud? Uh, doing good so far. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely, man. I, uh, I, 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 <laughs> I didn't mean to do this, but the past three episodes have been out of like the same little comedy uh, friend group with like click. you know yeah I mean I don't like those words that's a nasty <laughs> oh, a word up. but yeah you guys are totally clicky um, <laughs> but I don't yeah. talk to, you're the first person I've talked to out, outside of them in years are you serious well do you have a mother when I yeah <laughs> they don't let me talk to her <laughs> is that a rule that Blake threw down is <laughs> like listen we yeah. don't talk to he our doesn't moms let us do anything that he doesn't approve of. <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. <laughs> did you guys all just like start comedy around the same time or like how did that how did this power group form? Um a little bit. I started earlier, um but I I wasn't uh I didn't do it too regularly until I met up with, you know, I met Blake and Josh and Jeremy and Dave and Will and Cal. Uh <clears throat> and then, you know, they, they became my best friends, so then I was like way more into going out doing stand-up regularly like when it's your you know your best friends um it's a lot easier to make the effort yeah it's where your buddies are it's where you want right. to be yeah exactly for sure for sure how long ago was that that was i think 2015 oh became, god it's that's, like we became close that, that feels like forever ago to me yeah it's like it, a whole lifetime right wait how old are you now uh 31 Oh, okay, yeah, so we're right around the same age. And, okay, for some reason, I thought you were way older than me, and I don't mean that as an insult. How, how old are you? I'm only 30. Oh, okay. Only 30. I, well, I don't know why a, I phrased it that way. It's, it's been a long year, so you can add a couple more years to my age. Yeah, right? Like, Do you feel like you're encroaching 40 during this whole like 2020 nonsense? I do. It's been, Yeah, uh, 50 even. <laughs> i think i think the amount that this whole like the pandemic and the political socioeconomic everything i think depending on how much you care about things dictates right. like how hard it has aged you like i didn't have crow's feet in 2019 at least i don't think i did <laughs> right like so, i'm wearing a mask right now so <laughs> Are you around people, or are you just trying to protect your cats? No, I mean, I'm a, <coughs> I'm around just myself. I don't trust myself. <laughs> well, you never know, man. You might cough on the <laughs> yeah. mirror and then you know reinfect yourself or something. Right. Are Are you working during all this nonsense? Are you at work, or um, are you uh, are you still quarantined? No, um, I'm quarantined. It's been a It's been a weird situation for me, like uh, because I got I got real sick when this started, but not with COVID. Oh, how um, weird. Yeah. I uh I was in and out of the hospital for I was in a hospital for three weeks. Um and ended up having to get my colon taken out. Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been quite the uh the COVID experience for me. Um 
but so it led uh i was working at starbucks and um they ended up offering a separation package for covid um oh so, so not a separation package because you were being separated from your colon <laughs> right exactly um so it's kind of weird timing it's like good time it was good timing that i got sick then because uh i was able to get off work yeah um and then you know i'm not really missing anything <laughs> while i'm recovering right right surgery so how how long ago was your surgery uh, was, well, so it's going to be three surgeries total they have to do. But the first one, it was just over a month ago. Oh, my June, God. Ni- June 19th. Yeah. Good I was Lord. Like, I, was, I was in the hospital. I was, like, losing a lot of blood. I lo- They said I lost uh, – I was, like, stage three um, – in stage three shock, which Ugh. is only four stages, and the fourth stage is death. Oh, my God. So I was like – I was like – I was like, yeah. It was, uh, it was bad for a little bit, but – Things got under control, and then they ended up having to take my colon out. Um, and then there's a couple more surgeries they have to do. Um, it's called a J-pouch surgery is what they're going to do. They're going to basically take my small intestine and turn it into this thing called a J-pouch, which will act as my colon once did. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought a colon was kind of important. I, I figured they wouldn't just take it out and then be like, all right, good luck. No, yeah, there's a toilet paper shortage, and instead I just decided to take my colon out. <laughs> I mean, hey, man, there's a solution to every problem if you just are exactly. willing to sacrifice your colon. <laughs> so, like, I mean, what kind of – I mean, you you have to have two more surgeries? I do, yeah. So right now I have a, uh, a colostomy bag um, where all, like, the – they call it um, output. It's not poop anymore. It's called output. <laughs> the output goes. They don't even call it waste. They get output. Nope. Output. It's professional. <laughs> I'm going to go to uh, Wendy's and get some input. Yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. A- <laughs> <laughs> but so I have, that's for the first surgery. The second surgery, they're going to create the J pouch inside of me. And then it has to heal. Yeah. Um, and then the third surgery is like the easiest. They just connect everything and they take the bag away. And everything's back inside of me. Um, and after a little bit, it's just kind of, you know, I'll be pretty much close to normal. Yeah. You know. As normal as you can be under the circumstances. Right. right. But I won't have any out, you know, I won't have any, I won't have a bag anymore. I won't have any kind of anything with that. Right. Everything back, back to pooping. In. Back exactly. to pooping. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, do you I miss taking poop. a shit? It, you know, I do miss the, uh, the feeling of it you know the satisfaction like there's not as much satisfaction as emptying a bag right right <laughs> i can't even fart anymore which oh my is, god for know, real yeah does it just bubble okay. up in the bag it comes out in the bag yeah it like oh. bubbles up it comes out like a, it'll like puff up like a balloon that's how you know there's like a lot of gas <laughs> Sorry, this it's, is a trying time for you, but it's one of the funniest things I've ever is. heard of. <laughs> it's been crazy, honestly. The now I'm not going to do a bit, but I have I have written a lot of I've written a lot of material about it, so that is one positive. Whenever stand up comes back, oh yeah, dude, you have a very unique experience to pull from. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of anybody else. I mean, I don't. I, there's not a whole lot of colon removal material out there. <laughs> No, exactly. I I got kind of lucky. If you wanna, if you wanna know the truth, 
I mean, hey, man, life is all about perspective. And <laughs> right. I, I got to tell you, you have the right one. They took yeah. my colon, but they gave me yeah. 15 new minutes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> 15, you know, I, I might be able to get that much. Oh, I think I think you'll be able to stretch this and milk it for the next ten years, man. I I can see it now. You're gonna be you're gonna be dropping a poorly recorded album in a shitty bar in Cincinnati entitled <laughs> "Take My Colon." I have been wanting to do that for a while. Oh, you want to? You, are you like uh, okay? Define wanting to do that. Are you actually like looking um, into the logistics of it? Do you have no, the, um, the the time? I have a title, but I don't have any <laughs> logistics. You know, I'm on the same track to write several books. I have a lot of titles, <laughs> no outlines, and no gumption yeah. to actually put pen to paper. But yeah, but if you put all the titles I got together, it's enough to fill one book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a pamphlet at least, right? Yeah, yeah, Here, exactly. Take my literature. <laughs> so the main re i did I, I can't believe that this is this is how this episode started because this is not yeah. at all where i thought this was going to go <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah you have a one of the most interesting instagram accounts that i i've ever seen like i i don't i not to not to float your gills too much but like i show right. all of my friends at work your work on instagram well, thank you. That's that's awesome. And and just to give you a little bit more of some positivity, like every single time I'm reading what you have done and who you have sent it to, mm -hmm. people are laughing hysterically, man. I don't know <laughs> if you've gotten any more followers because of it, but you definitely have gotten some low key fans for sure. So like, that's just describe what you're doing and how you got started, because I once again, it's a very unique thing. Maybe not as unique as losing your colon, but still. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for that. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so my uh, my Instagram it's called Dumb Celeb Drawings or Dumb Drawings Autographed by Celebrities. Um, I'll basically find a celebrity's address uh, and I will do some kind of dumb drawing that's vaguely related to them or like you know just something that's like completely opposite, maybe completely opposite of what they're known for, right? Or just barely has a thread related to who they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like a, you know, it's like a fun guessing game too, I think, where people, you know, they're like, who the hell is that? And then, you know, you kind of eventually, if you once you get it, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, there's um, a lot of aha factor to the to the right. whole feed. Like like today, I, well, I didn't get this back today. I got this back a few years ago, but uh, Wilford Brimley passed away. Right. Um, but a few years ago, I had done a drawing of my parents' diabetic cat, uh, Stewie. So you wouldn't you wouldn't really know the joke unless you know I just told you because right. the cat's not famous. But I sent that drawing, <laughs> and I explained it in the letter to him that you know that my parents' cat has diabetes, uh, but we're big fans of yours. Can you autograph it? And he, you know, he signed it, sent it back. Um, so yeah, that's that would be one example of a. A recent drawing. Uh, well, not that wasn't recent. Um, <laughs> the last one I got back was. Uh, well, I got people. This was probably the most popular one. It was. Uh, I sent a drawing to Joe Exotic of um, Joe Exotic from the uh, the Tiger King series on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, Tiger King. I sent him a drawing of. Um, I don't even remember. I got to look it up. 
Uh, Tiger Woods. I sent him a drawing of Tiger Woods. Right. Uh, yeah, that's right. I do remember seeing that one. Yeah, and he, he ended up, this was a weird response, he ended up photocopying it, which I don't know if that's a thing in jail they had to do, but he photocopied it, signed it, and then he wrote a letter, too, like wanting me to do try and get him out of jail and sign the petition and everything. So that's like, that's probably the most popular one I got back. Um, but it all, it all started, uh, I think it was like 2013 or 2014. Um, I did a drawing of the Florence Yall water tower. Oh, um, okay. Which it's, it's famous enough to have its own Wikipedia page, but if you don't, if you're not familiar with it, it's just a big water tower. It says Florence Yall. Yeah, in Florence, yeah. Kentucky. Um, I just did a drawing of that. I think I was probably high or something. And <laughs> <laughs> while I was drawing it, I thought, I was like, you know, it'd be real funny is if Florence Henderson autographed this. And, you know, I was probably never going to meet her. So I just went online, did a search, uh, found this website, fanmail.biz. They have a huge database of uh, celebrity fan mail addresses and stuff. And I, I just sent it to her on a lark, not thinking that I'd ever get it back, you know. Right. But a couple months later, came back, signed it, uh, and I thought it was just so funny. I was like, you know, I wonder, I wonder if I can do this again. And then I just, as more and more came back, I was like, I started doing it every single day. And there was a time, like I've probably, I mean, I've gotten back uh, 286 drawings. Holy smokes, that is responses. way more than I expected you to say. Yeah, closing in on 300. Um, but I've sent out probably triple that. Like I've, I've, oh. I've sent, I've spent a lot of money on stamps. Like, yeah, you have. <laughs> it's. I'm working on a book too, though, because I've gotten so many. I'm like working on a, a book, a book pitch of like a collection of, uh, of all of them. Hell yeah, dude! I got a title for that book. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's somewhere on a post-it card. I'm sure I have a title that'll fit that book. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow, dude. Oh, my God. Are you going to do like a big, like, this is the 300th one that I've got back, and I can't believe this has been a thing for, for you said you if started it in like 2014, so it's been going. 2014, for yeah. Six um, years you have been wasting yeah. your time by bothering celebrities with weird uh, puns and exactly. other odd I, connections to their name. <laughs> I never really thought, I never, it's weird. So I never, I mean, I never really thought I bothered anybody until a couple weeks ago. I, I didn't post this online, but I got a letter back from somebody representing uh, the ShamWow guy. What? Uh, yeah, I sent a drawing to the to him. Um, I don't I don't remember what it was, but I got a letter back, and it was like, "Dear Alex, uh, um, the guy's name is uh, Vince Offer. Is his real name?" And he's like, "Vince will gladly." send you something. Um, we just want to know where you found his address. What? <laughs> and then, yeah. They wanted to know where I found his address. So then I, I wrote, a, I wrote a letter back. This was like last week. Holy I wrote a cow. letter back. I wrote a letter back. So hopefully I get, I get something back, but yeah, that's the first time where anybody's, <laughs> I feel like they've been disturbed or maybe scared of but, what, how I got somebody's address. But didn't, I mean, was his address on the, the like fan mail database um, thing? Well, I, uh, I went through that pretty like about a year ago. I ran out of like people to send stuff to, so I downloaded the White Pages app, oh. and I, I paid for their premium service. And that's where <laughs> that's where I got his uh, 
address. So it's stamps and a premium white pages. Oh service? yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The overhead. It just keeps growing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and that's why I need to publish the book. I need to make this money back. Right. <laughs> oh my God, dude. So yeah. I, I'm curious as to how these things like get written. Do you come up with a name and then the joke for the picture comes later, or do you come up with the joke picture and then find a name to attach it to? Um I come up, I take, I find the celebrity address first. Like, I'll think of a celebrity. I'll be watching a movie or reading a book. And, you know, if I see an actor or an author or somebody, I'll look up, I'll try to find their address first. Okay. Um, and then once I find the address, I'll try to double check it. I'll do a Google search just to verify, try and verify that it's real or that that's where they're still living at or whatever. Right. Um, just try to verify the address. And once I do that, then I will think of the joke drawing. Um, like today, what am I doing? Oh, yeah, I was just going to draw Pat. I was sending it to Pat McAfee, who former kicker in the NFL. Now he has his own podcast, which is popular. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to draw a picture of the McAfee antivirus box <laughs> and send it to him. Yeah, that's fun. I like that. Which is, yeah, some are, some are easier than others. Um, some are like bit of a stretch but i'm trying to do it again because i got i was sick for a while and i had to stop but now i'm trying to do it again every day you um you <laughs> oh man I, i'm sorry i just re i'm sitting here thinking like i wonder if he could draw his colostomy bag and send it to someone <laughs> named colin and it's like no alex is better than that <laughs> bring awareness to the cause maybe the cause of yeah. <laughs> oh my god i'm just i'm i'm blown away that that you know the there's these little things that people will come across that that mm -hmm. um you know it's like well i'll just do this dumb thing and then and then you hear so many of these stories of stuff that's been going on for years and you right. you ask them how hey, how did this get started how did this get started where did it all begin and nine times out of ten it's always just well I had this dumb idea and I didn't think anything of it and now here we are and it's seven years later <laughs> and this is my job yeah. now do do you yeah. think these dumb drawings can turn into something that allows you to never have to go back to Starbucks um that's my hope and wish and what I pray to God every night <laughs> asking for um. I think it's, you know, as a comedian, I think it currently is my best opportunity to make a living as a comedian. I think it has the most potential out of all my ideas to yeah. like, you know, either give me like a big break or something, possibly. Um, at least that's my hope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't it, that's, that's all that we ever hope for is to take something that's like, well, I really hope that these these dumb ideas in my head can mm -hmm. become some way that I don't have to listen to some other person's dumb ideas. Exactly. That's that's all any of us want. That is just like, you know, I just want to be in charge of my own life with my right. own dumb ideas. Which, I mean, you know, comedians aren't that different from like just a standard entrepreneur in that regard. True. They don't want to be under anybody else's thumb. The The boss that I currently work under is... Um, He's he's constantly dreaming about starting his own business, and he keeps telling me, like, I want you to come work for me. And I'm like, I don't want to work for anyone. Why would I? Like, you're already my <laughs> boss. Why would I just transfer to a different idea and still have right. you as my boss? That doesn't make any sense. 
But he asks me every single week, and every single week it's a different thing. And he's like, we should open a bar together. And I'm like, that's a terrible idea. Let's, Do you think he's ever actually going to follow through on one of these? I have no idea, man. He's, I mean, he's kind of a younger guy. He could, you know, at any point, just all of a sudden get enough gumption to actually do something. He said right. multiple times that his mom has the money to bankroll, like pretty much any idea that he wants to do. And I'm like, well, if, Damn. if she has that kind of money to just be like, here, baby, start a business. I'll be a silent partner. Why yeah. haven't you just tried something? I mean, it's your mom. Yeah. She'll forgive you for losing her $250,000, <laughs> I'm sure. Right. I, I mean, my mom has probably yeah, wasted that amount one. on me. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, between college I mean, and, and, you know, being born and stuff's expensive. True. You want to you know how much my surgery was? Speaking oh, of yes. Stuff. Holy cow. I can't believe I didn't ask uh, you that earlier. Uh, $160,000 total. Jesus Christ. Is that all three or just the first one? Just the first one. Holy cow, man. Do you have health insurance? I do. Okay, good. Thankfully, it it covered it all. That was... uh, That's awesome. Yeah. I think I probably spent that much in stamps, too, so that's like (laughs) a weird... It's like a weird coincidence. Oh my god. Yeah, dude, like uh when my lung exploded, I never I never even saw a bill. Damn. I never I didn't know that happened. Oh, you didn't know about that? Yeah, that was like no. my first year in comedy. I had yeah. I had just competed in the the funniest person in Cincinnati and uh made it to the second round. I was super excited. And then the, yeah. the day after I performed, I was at work and I I coughed twice. And then I just I couldn't get air back in, and I didn't know what was wrong. And I thought I, I like I was lightheaded, I was dizzy, I was sweating, I couldn't catch my breath. I went into the bathroom to like because mm-hmm. I thought I was like okay, nine times out of ten, when you feel weird, you throw up, and then you feel better, right? So that was my exactly. thought. And so I go into the bathroom to try and make myself throw up. <clears throat> and the owner of the company that I worked at, I was working at this t-shirt printing place, and the owner happened to be in the urinal next to me, and he hears me just like having what probably sounded like a bulimic episode, because I was clearly trying to make myself throw up. There was no right. like, I am throwing up. It was, I'm trying and failing. And on top of that, it sounds like I can't breathe. And he's just like, yo, yo, um, I don't know what's going on in there, but I hope you get it figured out. And then, Dang. and then 30 minutes later, he was rushing me to the emergency room in his Tesla. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the weird thing is, like, I showed up and I explained my symptoms, which the only symptoms that I had were I'm short of breath and I have a shooting pain running down my left arm. Right. And I thought I was having a heart attack, you know, after that was That's like... That's scary. Right. And I was, I was like 24, 25. No, I was yeah. a little older than that, like 26. But still, I was way too young to be having a heart attack. Yeah. But on the flip side, my dad, uh, my dad's dad definitely died in his sleep of a heart attack at like 45. So that's running uh, around in my brain. Yeah, I'd be the same way. Right. I'm just a ball of mess. And then I get to the emergency room and I explain my symptoms. And they're like, okay, have a seat. We'll be with you in a moment. And I'm like, what are you? T- what? <laughs> I need help now. And then they were like, yeah, we're going to take some x-rays. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like an EKG. And I've seen Dr. House enough to know <laughs> that x-ray is not the answer here but they took a couple x-rays of my chest and they were like yeah you see this weird thing that looks like a deflated balloon that's your lung mm-hmm. 
And now Holy we're going to stick a tube inside of you so that it can reinflate. And yeah, I spent eleven days in the hospital waiting for it to like you know heal itself and stop leaking. What kind of did the is it like a tube they put down your throat or like just like straight into your lung? Uh, no, this went in between my bottom and or no, it's like third and fourth rib up from the bottom. Ooh. Yeah, so they had to like make a little incision, and I have this weird scar on the side of my chest that looks like another nipple that someone just like you know tried to throw on me like a dart and missed. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. That tube was in me for eleven days while they waited, and uh, that tube was connected to something that was like a basically uh, a bypass water filter, and so you could yeah. see the the bubbles come out, but it wouldn't let air back in. Fuck. Every single day they'd come in, they'd be like, "You still leaking? Yeah, you're still leaking. We'll come back tomorrow, and maybe you'll have surgery." <laughs> Did they give you any pain medicine? Oh, I was on a lot of stuff. Um, That's good. When I first got there, they like the first couple days, I was on something that started with a D that was like a direct Dilaudid. IV. Yep, that's it. That's Dilaudid. the stuff. Yep. And uh, after like the second day of being on Dilaudid, my my primary doctor came in and he was like, "Hey, um, why are you still on Dilaudid?" And I was like, "I, I don't know. They, they give me drugs. I feel good now." <laughs> And he was like, that's like swatting a horse fly with a Buick. I'm going to give you something else because I don't want you. I don't know how long you're going to be here. And if you're on Dilaudid for 11 days, you're going to leave here as an opiate addict. And I was like, super cool, Doc. Thanks yeah. for being, you know, cognizant of that. <laughs> but yeah, I eventually had to have surgery. Uh, my procedure was called a blebectomy. Ooh. That's yeah. a weird name. Super weird. But apparently when you're like tall and thin, you develop these little pockets of lung tissue in the tops of your lungs called blebs. And that's what bursts because the tissue is weaker mm. than the rest of your lungs. Ugh. So they just go in, cut it out, staple you back up. And uh, yeah, I came home and, and um, they gave me a bunch of like, you know, Roxycodone, which is basically yeah. like one step up from Tylenol 3s, but not quite Vicodin. And, right. Uh, I sold all of those to a coworker who has bad knees, and he was like, yo, I'll yeah. buy those so I can mow my lawn, and I'm like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and I used that money to buy a shit ton of uh, weed chocolate, and that's what I used as pain management while I was recovering from Damn, surgery. That's, that's smart. That's like, you know... Well, I mean, my doctor like, flat out said, he was like, you know, I don't want you to become an opiate addict while you're trying to get better. And I'm like, yeah, me neither. And, I, you know, there's yeah. so many horror stories of people that were like, I had an accident and then they gave me these pills and now I live on the streets. <laughs> and I didn't yeah, want to be I one mean, of those. That was uh, like after I got out of surgery, I was on a morphine uh, pump. Oh, where, like, shit. You just press the button whenever you need it. And yeah. I was just like uh, pressing it, pressing it. And I was like, I don't think this is working. And they're like, Nah, you're just pressing it too much. Like, oh. oh man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're just you're tapped out, bro. After, <laughs> yeah. After five clicks, it's like, hey, no moss. No moss you have on a the on your thumb now. <laughs> yeah. I get some pain medicine for this callus? Yeah, yeah. Please. Just a little something <laughs> on top, you know, just just in conjunction with that morphine you're already giving me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, how is morphine? I've always been curious. Well, it's actually weaker than Dilaudid. Um, Are you serious? Yeah. Now I understand the horse fly with a Buick statement. That makes way yeah. more sense. I um, had no idea. Yeah, I've been on. Well, I've been on morphine and Dilaudid because I, I mean, I've I had ulcerative colitis, 
which is like a colon disease. I had that for like 10 years and that's what led to ah, okay. my problems this year. So it wasn't like something that just happened out of nowhere. It was just the disease acting up. Um, right. But I, you know, I was in and out of the hospital for a few years, like early on. And that's when, you know, I was on morphine or Dilaudid, depending on how bad things were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, morphine, it's, it's, it's a weaker, it's weaker than Dilaudid. Cause I think another name for Dilaudid is like, hypermorphine or something like that something <laughs> morphine. it's like yeah it's uber morphine it's yeah, just, yeah. it's very morphine <laughs> yes <laughs> jesus christ oh man i have so much more respect for my doctor coming in and like taking me off of that stuff after hearing that holy cow yeah. But it works. You can't argue against that. No, I was definitely like I was. okay. so when they were describing the surgery that I would potentially have and I was still on the Dilaudid, uh, when he said the word blebectomy, I immediately in my head was like, I must be really stoned because that's not a word. (laughs) It it can't be (laughs) right because it sounds like a made up nonsense thing that kids say when they're playing doctor. At first, I thought you said blabectomy, which I, I thought was like. You know, quit blabbing. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna try to fix it long, but yeah, you, know. you just have to quit talking for a second. Yeah, <laughs> we get it. You want to be a podcaster one day? But just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> oh man! So is this the first time that you've had major surgery? Uh, yes. I, I mean, I had my appendix out, but that I don't think that was major. This is like the first time I've had like, you know. Yeah, major surgery, an organ removed. Right, yeah. Like they I mean, technically the appendix is an organ, but it's just the little guy. Right. Your colon's quite quite a much bigger deal. <laughs> yes. Oh God. And there was like complications too when they Because uh, I was like sick and they did the surgery while I was sick and I'd been on steroids, so there was like you know, there was a lot of risks. And they found out like they did the surgery, they cut me open and they found out my colon had attached itself to my spleen so like uh, <laughs> it was like no don't take me yeah Grabbing exactly onto whatever it can on its way out it did not want to leave <laughs> but it turned to like a three-hour surgery into a seven-hour surgery so it was like my, my mom was freaking out oh my god dude that's what yeah that's why i ended up i was in there uh 21 days i think 20 or 21 days total oh jesus which uh sucked i mean you what you say 14 days uh, I think, yeah, like or, it was 11 days and then I had the surgery and then it was like two days of recovery at the hospital. So, yeah, I think uh, it was like 13, 14, something like that. I mean, once you get, you know, past a couple of days in the hospital, it's just like it's hard when you get home. That was like when I got home, that was the di- more difficult part, because when you're in the hospital, I was on pain medicine. I had nurses checking on me all the time. Right. You get, you get out and it's like you're trying to get back to your regular life and you're like, oh, man. I forgot about all this stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah. Did you did you have the people that would come in and I mean I'm not exactly sure how this would work with with your particular procedure but mm-hmm. uh I had a nurse that would come and bother me twice a day that said, you know, I need you to get up and walk around. Did you have that? Um, they didn't I mean they didn't come bother me. I was actually walking around. Uh, I had like a um they told me I had to, but I had like a uh I wrote on like the dry erase board, like how many times I had walked. I would do like a lap around the uh, the wing I was on. Um, okay. Just because I had read that before, that that is something you need to do. Um, 
so I would just I was just like proactive about it. But I'm sure if I if I hadn't been, they would have. Yeah, I'm a lazy bag of shit. Like I <laughs> I didn't want to move. I was like, I'm sick. I deserve to be in bed all day. That oh, was my yeah, mentality. No, uh, dude. I didn't want to do it. And and they told me they were like, You need to walk around so you don't get blood clots from just laying there. And I was like Yeah, blood clots, you'll get fluid in your lungs and well, I don't even know with I mean with yours, was that of an issue? Like, were they worried about anything like that? They were worried about all kinds of things, man. Like the fluid okay. in the lungs, blood clots. They were also worried about um, just just having no activity and that reducing yeah. my immune system, so that like yeah. the cells wouldn't heal properly. Which is probably why I was there so long because like nine they they did not want to do the thoracic surgery on me at all. They were like, we really hope that you'll be able to just have this heal up on your own and the bubbles will stop. And then you can right. just, we'll take the tube out and you can go home. Um, and so they literally pushed it to as long as they possibly could until it was like, okay, you've had a tube sticking out of you that's been kind of poorly dressed. Because I was I was at, uh, what, what, what hospital was I at, babe? I was at Mercy. And that's, that's a teaching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, babe. Definitely talking to you. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're 30 minutes into the conversation. I think we're on that level. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just glad we're on the same page. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Mercy's a teaching Mercy. hospital. So like, they would uh, come in and like a, a person that knew what they were doing would watch someone that had never do it before. And so oh. like my dressing around my, my tube was... Mm -hmm. I mean, they redid it multiple times, and every time they did it, it was somebody else that had never done it before, and it just kept getting worse. Damn. To the point that it felt like they just took a roll of toilet paper, an entire roll, and just wrapped it around the tube and then kind of, I don't know, sutured it kind of, sort of, maybe. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, it was it was uh, that was the worst part about it is when they had to redo my dressing because I had no idea who was going to be doing it. I had no idea what their skill level was. All I knew for sure is that there would be a doctor that, you know, if it got really bad, then they yeah. would step in and fix it. But nine every single time they did it, they would just be like, "Okay, well, here's what you need to do differently in the future." And I'm like, "Can we do it differently now? Can we do it? Di yeah. Let it just let them, let them redo it." Fuck. I have nothing Man, but time. But yeah. no, that wasn't. I, mean, I understand the, you know, the, uh, you know, a teaching hospital. People got to learn. You got to have new doctors. But oh yeah, it'd be it's hard once you're in that situation to. Could, did you have an option? Could you be like, nah? Uh, no, it was never posed to me. It was, it was always just like, hi, this is your so and so, and I'm your so and so, and this is the person that's yeah. actually going to be touching you now. Wow. No options given. Um, I didn't even realize that it was a teaching hospital until I started to pick up on the power dynamic. Like the person yeah. that was in charge was never the one that was in the room. And Dang, it was always like, you know, second in command watching a, a private in action. Like it was it was the guy that actually did my surgery and the actual dude that was in charge of my case, I probably only saw four times. Wow. And one of those times was when they were wheeling me into the sterile room. Uh, about to cut me open so yeah. yeah it was it's it's a weird dynamic being in a teaching hospital like that yeah like i uh i mean, i was at uh saint elizabeth edgewood so i'm on the kentucky side okay um and there was a couple times where they had a student but they were like they were just observing and they asked they're like is it okay if my student comes in yeah but they were just like they were just observing they wouldn't actually touch me or anything 
Well, again, like, okay, so, I mean, spontaneous pneumothorax, which is what happened to me, is Mm -hmm. pretty darn common. It's so common that when a tall, white smoker walks into the emergency room and says, I'm having a heart attack, that's what they immediately assume it is. So, like, I could totally see, dude, yeah, apparently this just happens to tall, white people that smoke. That's what they said. They were like, you're tall, you're white, you're a smoker. Those are all of the, the, that's that's the perfect storm for, you know, spontaneous pneumothorax. So Um, you're just another number. Oh, for sure, man. Like, you're the one with, like, you know, actual unique problems. (laughs) <laughs> like I, I, I know four of the people that uh, I'm, I used to go to high school with, like that I found out through Facebook and things that have also had my issue. I don't know anyone that has lost their colon. Like I thought that would just be insta death. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, it was almost death before. Like I, uh, like I said, I just lost so much blood that I was. They almost had to do like the an emergency surgery, but they had to. Uh, I ended up getting. I think it was. 12 or 13 blood transfusions um, total, which was, uh, but you know, I felt better every time they'd give me more blood, but then it would just come out the other end. (laughs) I mean, that's usually how it works when you're low on blood. It's like, oh yeah, I need that. Thanks. But for a while, yeah, they'd give me blood and it would just come out the other end and then they would have to just keep giving me it until eventually, you know, things settled down a little bit. Um, but then like a week later I got out of the hospital Then like a week later I was back in because. It was just still bad, and they, that's when they did the surgery. Jesus, man, um, they were yeah. they were giving you blood the way that I give my car oil. Like I know it's just going to come <laughs> out, but it, you <laughs> yes. got to do it. You know, it needs it to run. <laughs> Can I get a couple bags to go just to put in my backpack. <laughs> that way, I don't have to make as many trips. <laughs> uh, Holy crap! That's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Oh man, dude, I'm 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 glad that it all got worked out and that you're on the men's. I mean, it, you're definitely not out of the woods because you still have to have two pretty major surgeries to go, and there's a lot that right. could go wrong. But true, you, you sound like you're in really high spirits about it, and it it sounds like you're going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, I like I feel better now than I have in definitely all year. Like, oh, good. You know, just taking you know. I've gotten used to the bag and like how it works and it just feels like it just feels like that this is how it's always been. Yeah. Like, you know, it's nice not to be in pain and it's nice not to like go to the bathroom 20 times a day or like be out somewhere and have to rush to a bathroom, like run to it or (laughs) like all those things are awesome. Like I haven't felt like this in a long time. Um, I almost feel, I mean, I feel pretty like normal, just like, Thing my appetite's like normal, yeah. Because uh, it was it, for a while. I was just eating like crackers and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm hoping you know with uh, the other surgeries, even though especially the second one, it's it's a pretty major surgery. Um, yeah. I have a great I have a great surgeon. Um, so I, you know, I he's a really smart guy. I'm very confident in what he what he can do. But you know, I'm hopeful with the second one. There's not as many complications because. You know, they've already been in. There's no, you know, there's not going to be, you know, my colon's not going to be attached to anything because it's not there anymore. Right. It should, I'm hoping it should just go, you know, smoothly by the book. Um, so you said that they go in and they make something called a J pouch and, and that's right. supposed to act as your colon, right? Yes. 
So wh- who? Why do they call it a J pouch? Do you have any idea? Because that um, seems like well, a really dumb, mundane name for something that sound that, that indeed very important. <laughs> right. Well, it's like it'll be shaped like a J. So they like they'll take uh, the small intestine. Okay, I get it. Like they'll bend it into like a J. And there's also there's like an S pouch too. There's different options, and it's all like whatever letter they're shaped did like. They, did they show um, you a catalog? <laughs> they're like, <"Pick laughs> your, yeah, which one? Pick your you favorite like, letter. <laughs> can you do a question mark? <laughs> what do we... Oh, I'm on I'm on uh, Instagram a lot. Can we get a hashtag? Give me a hashtag pouch. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you do Roman numerals? <laughs> oh my God, that's great. That's yeah, there are, there's fun. like half a dozen different variations. I'm not sure why exactly... What, what causes one or the other, but I think the J pouch is the most common one. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it has to do with like, you know, how your organs are configured and what like space they have to work with. Right. And, and, you know, they're basically just trying to put, you know, whatever shaped peg is into whatever shaped hole that they have. You know, you don't want to put an S peg into a J hole. Right. That that sounds like something. (laughs) There's, there's potential there for something. Uh, <laughs> right. No, I'm making notes. I'm making. I'm, I wrote. I have a couple notes. Notes about uh, what? Just any kind of like, uh, like I wrote a. I wrote down that callus on my thumb. I think that could be a funny joke. Oh, I thought the morphine button. I thought you meant like notes about things that your doctors have said, just to make sure that they don't like change the story on you halfway through. (laughs) It's like, no, 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 doc, you said it was a J pouch last week. Yeah. Why is it an S now? No, 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 no. I took notes. (laughs) Can you spell out fuck with it? You guys, we do that. I just want the next person to take an X-ray to have a laugh. You know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Super fun. Oh, man. Holy crap, dude. Like, it's so strange to me. Like, are you on pain medicine now, or, or are you just walking around um, with a bag? Today, I actually took my last dose today. I was like, I had to wean my – because I was on pain medicine for 21 days. Like, right. They ended up giving me a prescription for oxycodone to wean to wean off of. Yeah. Um, and today, I took my last 5-milligram dose. Hell yeah, uh, dude. Yeah. Cuz I I mean like you said, you know, you can get addicted and For I mean that's sure. how a lot of a lot of people start. Yeah, and it it's a very very slippery slope cuz I mean, you come home and it's that's the thing, you have to have self-control when you're weaning yourself off cuz it could be so right. easy to be like, you know, I'm still uncomfortable. Right. And that's kind of the point is you have to make yourself you know, increasingly more uncomfortable to get back to zero and, and to just be a person again, as opposed to being a person that, that requires that medication. Exactly. Oh man. Yeah. I have a, I have a very intense, uh, relationship with like narcotics and pills and things just because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know when it started, but there was a part of me that like, cause I'm definitely not anti-drugs. Anyone that's listened to this podcast would know, I'm I'm a fan of drugs, but usually it's the ones yeah. that like you know grow. Uh, for the most part, the ones that you make in a lab make me very very uncomfortable. Just because, like, I mean, we they're dangerous. They're very dangerous. Like we barely yeah. know how our brains and bodies work, let alone like you know the chemicals that we're putting into it. And it's like, well, yeah, it has the result of this, but it's like, but what about the side effects that show up twenty years from now? because of what you're putting into your face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, 
But I'm also very hypocritical with all of that because the moment that vaping became a thing, I was like, this is so cool. Fuck the consequences. <laughs> I'm blowing clouds. <laughs> I read so many articles that were like, we're going to see in about 25 years, everything's going to be like popcorn lung and, and, and chimichangas in, in the esophagus. Because that's what happened with cigarettes, you know? Like, everybody thought yeah. cigarettes were fine. And then it was like, oh, where'd all this lung Whoops. cancer come from? Yeah, yeah. Darn it. I guess we shouldn't let Bugs Bunny smoke cigars anymore. It's a bad vibe. <laughs> And I, I ignored all of that because I'm, I'm, I'm selective with what I care about. I don't know. That's kind of human exactly. nature. Yeah, true. Yeah. Do you have any like weird hypocrisies that you've noticed in your life? Because, I mean, I've heard your material. You have opinions. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I'm sure. Oh, I know it's a good question. I'm very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure I have a ton. Um I don't. I can't name any off the top of my head, though. But I know they're there. Hey, as long as you're aware of them, because that's that's yeah. the key thing, man. Is just maintaining self awareness. Because without that, you're you're going to end up hurting literally everyone around you. Right. Unless you're surrounding yourself with people that are, you know, carbon copies of yourself, um, waving right. the same flags and preaching the same doctrines. That's why I don't go to church, man. Why would you I mean, go to a what, building that everyone agrees with everything that that one dude is saying? Ah, that makes me I'm nervous. That's why I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get out of this clique I've been in for a while. They're trying to. Oh, have there been some yeah. dogmas that have laid down? <laughs> well, you know, Blake just telling us all what to do and. Uh, <laughs> Alex, no, I'm gonna let you know right now. You're allowed to talk to your mother. Fuck Blake. <laughs> uh, and, and also, sorry, mom. I haven't said that this entire episode. I am sorry, mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of that's. I don't know if you've listened, but this that's the running bit. That's we right. say whatever we want, but we apologize to my mother afterwards. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's my little way of respecting her in a small monicum. <laughs> I don't answer her phone calls, but I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> you apologize you know you can do whatever you want i mean isn't isn't that really the american way it's like look <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i hate you yeah. based on how you look but i'm <laughs> uh, that's just how it is <laughs> <laughs> so alex how yes. do you solve uh all of the problems going on with america right now um if well if you want a serious answer i you know vote out trump uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, maybe that's a hypocrisy. I don't know. Some people might see that, you know, having a, like I was a big Bernie guy, but I also yeah. like Biden a lot. So maybe, you know, that's a hypocrisy. Um, but you know, Biden is, his platform is very progressive. Maybe, you know, not as progressive as Bernie or somebody like Bernie, but I don't, I don't agree with the idea that Biden and Trump are the same and it doesn't matter who would win out of those two. I think that's illogical and just not based on reality. So a good starting point for fixing the problems would be to vote Biden in. Okay. See, I, I agree with you when you, when you say that like they're definitely not the same because, I mean, they're, right. they're definitely not. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, Biden has his faults. He's, he's not... You know, there's there's definitely a lot of things to dislike about him. Oh, um, for sure. But I I'm mean, not arguing. It, it, here's the problem. If you put any human being in that much of a spotlight, 
You give right. them that much of attention. How on right. earth can you expect them to have any sort of monicum of perfection? Right. That, that's literally impossible. Human beings are completely flawed. And yeah. everyone's going to have a moment where they're being recorded saying something or they're being video doing something that's like, you know, it kind of looks like your brain is melting uh, right. in one way or another. And that's yeah. it, most people don't have enough empathy to understand that. Um, yeah. It's very easy. I mean, especially like coming from me, dude, there's been multiple times that I've interviewed somebody on this podcast and, and my brain has left the fucking room and they're answering <laughs> something that I asked them. It's happened five times while I've been talking to you. But <laughs> and, and I mean, you, people are just flawed. People are just exactly. flawed human beings. And, and yeah. it, it comes back to something that we had already talked about. You have to have self-awareness so that you can have mm-hmm. empathy in all situations. Right. And if, you, if you're completely unwilling to look inward so that you can feel outward, well, I mean, I'm not into genocide, but that whole group of people that are unable to do that, maybe they could go on a vacation and not come back. <laughs> right. I, I forget who it was. Actually, it was Bill Burr that was like, you know, I think we could fix a lot of the world's problems if we just started randomly sinking cruise ships. <laughs> Perfect idea. I am on yeah. board with randomly taking down Carnival cruise ships. Battleship. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Um, so before we get out of here, tell everybody your Instagram handle again, tell them what else you got going on. Uh, any other social medias that you want folks to find you on plug yeah, your um, shit, homie. Okay. Um, really just, uh, my Instagram is at dumb celeb drawings. Uh, you can, that's the best place to find me. Um, I also repost some of my best tweets there that I, well, the ones I think are the best, um, <laughs> I also I'm working on some animated cartoons. I do this uh, show called Little Mushroom, which is like uh, like a local news program for this like really bizarre town. Um, I've done some animated cartoons for that, um, and I'm working on a I'm working on some new ones now. Um, those are on my Instagram. Um, I have a podcast as well called the Unofficial Baconator Podcast. Oh, that's where, right. Uh, yeah. Me oh, and, uh, that's so me much and Dave fun. Yeah, it's we're, we're actually uh, whenever I mean we haven't done it since the pandemic started, but we're actually going to turn it into a video series because like when I was sick, I was watching a lot of these uh, you know food review videos on YouTube where people will go through the drive-through and just like review food. So yeah. I think we're going to go from an audio to a video uh, show for the Baconator podcast where we just go to different Wendy's where we're trying to review Baconators from every single Wendy's in the country. Um, <laughs> That's such a dumb idea. I love it. That's, <laughs> that's my that's my style. That's Just, the I th- perfect to... amount of dumb. <laughs> I also want to do a book. Like I was also on my website, baconatorreviews.com. I have written reviews and then we have like a five star scale. because um, I'd oh, like to publish nice. I'd like to publish a book one day of reviews of baconators from every Wendy's in the country. Hell Just yeah. Just so you know people know yeah i mean yeah you you gotta know where to get the best baconator yeah are you, you have to drive you know a little further away you might want to it's worth it the cheese yeah. is actually melted at this one <laughs> these these people know what they're doing they know. <laughs> are you still doing i heart celebrities with my dick in my butt 
Um, I am. Yeah, it's been like I haven't done that since I was sick, but I do have a couple more episodes written Perfect. that I just need to uh, record. Um, and I'd like to eventually. I know I don't know if anybody's watched it, but like, there's a running joke where I always make fun of Chris Daughtry. I'd like to eventually get him <laughs> on the show. And I thought about buying. He's on Cameo. I thought about getting a cameo of him uh, and using it as a part of the show, but it's like $150. So I have to like, yeah, that's an investment. You better, you better get one of those books sold before you do that. (laughs) Yeah. Is the joke worth that much money is basically what I was trying to figure out. Yeah, that's, that's an investment, but I mean, I gotta be honest. It's less than I thought it would be. Yeah. Like how how long is a cameo? Uh, I think they vary, you know, and people set their own prices like they're uh, um, like there's uh, I think they go all the way up to like a thousand dollars. But most of the cameos I've seen, they're about, you know, a minute to two minutes. Oh, that's plenty of time to play with. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you should totally do it. Just I mean, don't even like, you know, just I mean, if 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 somebody can get their their back windshield broken out and they'll start a GoFundMe for that. I don't think you should have yeah. any shame in starting a GoFundMe uh, to get Chris Daughtry's cameo on. That's a that's a good idea actually. Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean even if I, it pays for half of it, you know, that's that's yeah. that's totally worth it. What I what I was gonna do, I had written this story in one of the episodes where um uh it was reported that Russia colluded with Daughtry to help him win fourth place on American Idol. <laughs> and what I was going to have the cameo be was to, I was going to type that out and ask him to respond to it. And then I was going to, I was going to play the clip on the show, whatever he said. Right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, I, dude, like that, that's such, you, you've literally just inspired me because like you're paying them for that video so you can right. use it however you want. Exactly. Oh my gosh! Yeah, dude, you should definitely get get the GoFundMe going for that because that's totally. That's a worth great it. idea. I didn't even didn't even think about that. Totally yeah. worth it. I'd I'd throw a couple bucks your way. Yeah, and it's you know one hundred and fifty dollars isn't that much to raise on a GoFundMe. Nah, man, ten bucks out of fifteen people that is not that bad. No. Or or I don't know. I mean, that's... I know you only have six friends, but still, like, <laughs> yeah, there's other people, yeah. you know. I just, yeah. especially if you advertise it on your Instagram, which is wildly popular. Like, that's you get a dollar from all of your Instagram followers, you get enough money for like a couple of those. Yeah, I could just keep it and not even <laughs> work ever. <laughs> hey, man! Like we said earlier, we're all just trying to like you know create <laughs> crap and not be anybody else's underling. Exactly. (laughs) Well, Alex, dude, this has been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Hell yeah. You have a wonderful day, brother. You too. Thank you. Yep. Peace. Bye-bye.